a good book, The Moonlit Pegasus. It's all about the star-crossed love between a young girl and a Pegasus. Oh, I can't help crying every time I read it. Yeah, I've read the book too. It's no wonder that they've sold a million copies already. Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much and this week good news everybody it's uh it's a makoto spotlight where i get to make a lot of jokes about my favorite ship jordan doesn't it's very fun for me specifically well if, if you're paying attention not playing a video game okay look i before we started recording i revealed that i occasionally i i need something to occupy my hands while i'm recording so i will occasionally play a video game while i'm talking about sailor moon i can i can multitask it's fine we'll see <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Exactly. They basically, now every time that it doesn't seem like my joke lands, I'm going to assume you were just playing a video game and didn't That's hear how brilliant. That's a very arrogant assumption, Jordan. <laughs> arrogant or accurate? Yeah. And that is the voice of our guest this week. We have uh, Artley King Vasquez, a Sailor Business All-Star, back to talk to us about episode 134 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Makoto's Friendship, The Girl Who Admired Pegasus. Sure. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back. And I am not playing a video game, nor am I actually playing Puzzle Fighter on my phone, and you can't prove it. God damn it. Are you really? <laughs> no, I stopped. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, look, I'm just, I'm literally just at this boss fight. Jordan, if you could just like take over the top of the show real quick. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about why uh, <laughs> Venus is the best Sailor Scout. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what would make him leave. Venus is the best sailor no, I scout. Don't. I just wanted to make you unhappy. Uh, so, Artley, uh, we have previously discussed your recent Sailor Moon developments. Uh, obviously, you were a first our guest on uh, episode seventy three. Is there anything you would like to talk about here at the beginning of the show? Like this is this is the only problem with having uh, old friends to come back to the show is that we, we've already been through everything. Well, to be fair, I actually now have a new mission in life, and I think I brought this up last week where I just started collecting pop figures. Of, you know, mm-hmm. so... Oh, and, mm-hmm. I, and I completely forgot that when I was at um, New York Comic Con, I picked up the Sailor, Vena, uh, the Sailor V pop figure, or at least, let me rephrase that. One of my friends who got a... who won the Funko Raffle picked up the Sailor V... Funko Pop figure at the Funko booth for me, and I also was able to pick the Sailor Moon Crystal from the Viz booth when I was at uh, at Comic Con. Uh, I, I think they did like a pre-order of it, so I just you know bought it because why not? It has the best. It's it's probably in my opinion the best uh, season of Sailor Moon Crystal, and it's only because they actually do my girl Sailor Sailor Saturn right. 
But, and then I'm also on a mission because I just now found this out that Hot Topic has the Nail Queen Serenity, Small Lady, and King Endymion pop figures. So that's going to go in my as of hopefully by the end of next week. Should I be able to find a Hot Topic that has it in store? So I, I just Googled uh, Sailor Moon <laughs> Funkos. Yeah. And I'm just looking at all the varieties. But one thing just jumped out at me that there is a certain Sailor Moon Funko that comes with a little Luna that has the Band-Aids on her head. That, that is the Hot Topic one, and I have that one. That is pretty funny. Yeah. Band-Aid head Luna. Yes. I actually have that one. I had it at my, uh, at my desk at work, and she just kind of stares at me, and I love it. There's apparently also like a, a gold one. I don't know why you'd want a gold Sailor Moon, but there's a gold one. What? Why would you not want a gold Sailor Moon? Because that's not what she it's looks like. It's the most like. precious of all the metals. It's it's not, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want a solid gold Sailor Moon, but... No, no, it's not solid gold. It's just painted gold. I would want a solid gold Sailor Moon. Solid gold anything is probably useful, because yes, it's valuable. This is painted gold. Like I said, here's a link. It's on sale oh, at Walmart. No. You can get it. Oh, no, it's... you can't get it. It's out of stock, actually, Ooh. so you can't get it. But yeah, I don't shop there anymore either, but I live in New York, so it's easy. That's fair. Uh, I don't either. I have not been to a Walmart since I moved to uh, North Carolina. Oh, there's a Mercury who is in the process of shooting a bubble out of her hand. <gasps> she's she's doing bubble spray. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Look out, everybody! Oh my god! And there's the, there's the one you're talking about with purple tux, purple tuxedo. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. It's it's literally a hot topic exclusive only. You know, and I I kind of have to find it now. What? Oh, okay. This is this is when someone custom painted the eyes onto Sailor onto the Funko. It's creepy looking. I want to see it. Okay. Is that? Yeah. Please send me a link because if there's no, if there's one thing creepier than a Funko, it would be a Funko with even slightly more realistic eyes. Take a look. Okay. You know what? The fact that this is a DVR DVNR page. I'm scared. Okay. I'm gonna click the. I'm gonna click the link. I click the link. What? Oh my god! Oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> oh my god! Kill it! Kill it with fire! <laughs> no. I mean, look, okay, to be fair, that's a very good. Like, those are very well painted eyes. Yeah. Um, there are also eyelashes, though. Yes. Uh, like like full on eyelashes. Yep. Somebody and, stuck eyelashes on her. And the weird thing is, they're not like those. Aren't like anime? Those are like Sailor Moon anime yeah. eyes. Those are like they're not human. But they're not what we would be used to. Well, to be fair, she also has another one with the, uh, I sent it to you guys. It has the silver hair. So it kind of, it, it's possible it could be uh, Queen Serenity. Oh, yeah. I, like, I think I like that one better. Right. But she didn't put the eyes on that one. Well, that's fine. That's why it's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, great. I can't see that. I, pretty funny. That's pretty not funny. funny. It's scary. It's scary and wrong, and I have no part of it. Uh, I'm with early on this one. I'm afraid. Uh, so let's. You, do you want to just get into this week's episode? Sure, let's do it. Why not? Yeah, let's go. Now that we're all sufficiently creeped out. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do it. Okay. Love it. Yeah, you should love it. It's very good. This week's episode <laughs> is Makoto's friendship with the girl who admired Pegasus. It is episode 134 of Sailor Moon Supers. It was written by Oh my god, they rearranged they rearranged the uh the I don't know where to not look. Okay, just don't look. Let's do it now. Let's do it live. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it now. Okay. 
Makoto's friendship with the girl who admired Pegasus. All right, let's that's that's what we got. So Jordan, you're gonna tell me that there is a uh English title, right? From our friends at Cloverway that I don't know about. Of course there is. Now, honestly, you're not gonna get this one. Not because it's not on topic, it's actually very unbelievable topic. Unbelievable that you're like, oh don't look, don't look, but you're not gonna get it. Like then why am I not looking? Because you're gonna guess and it's gonna be fun. It is on topic, but it's just a very weird phrasing that I don't think you'll get. But Give it a shot. It's on topic. This is it's what the sh- episode is about. Some weird Canadian thing. N- not that I know of. No, it's just it's just random. Like if I, you know, you know, if I if I was like the 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 the, 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 the this episode of Fantastic Four is called Bald Guy Looking on the Moon. And you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's about the Watcher, but like nobody <laughs> said that doesn't mean anything. Like there's no phrase Bald Guy Looking on the Moon. I mean, there there is a there's a bald guy looking on the moon. <laughs> okay, if you say so. We do, you just proved that we do in fact have that phrase in English. No, I mean one can right. I'm saying, but it's not a a known yes. phrase. It's an understood phrase. It's not an idiom. Is That's what, what I'm saying. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, okay. So, how many words? Give me that hint. How many words are we? Uh, here's here. I'll, I'll I'll I'll. It's four words, but the first word is just a. Uh, okay. A book about Pegasus. That's pretty close. You got one of the words right, but not in the, in the right order. Was the word book? No. The word Pegasus? Yes. A Pegasus story. Not enough words, but no. (laughs) Close. right. Yeah. A Pegasus story, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What's a, what's a word for a very popular book? Uh, Twilight. No, 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 not a name. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Not the name of a popular book, a name for a popular a book. A blockbuster Pegasus book. <laughs> you're as close as you're going to get. It's a Pegasus page turner. Oh, that's a, that's, you know what? That's not a bad title. No, it's not. not it's, it's like I said, it's accurate. It's not a good, t- it's not Just, a good title either. Oh, it's not a good title. But you know, but you know what? It's not a bad title either. I'm going to give it to this okay. one. Okay, we'll let this slide then. So who wrote and directed this episode? Uh, well, let me pause uh, Sonic Mania here. God damn it! Oh, God damn it! I'm in a bonus stage, guys. Uh, the <laughs> this episode was written by Ryota Yamaguchi, directed by Hiroki Shibata, and the animation director was Katsumi Tamagai. Uh, and it was originally aired on May 13th of 1995. Ooh. Uh, so we open Jordan. Can you, I'm re- I'm really close to getting all the rings I need. If you could, if you could take us through the opening here, <sighs> fine, <laughs> I'll get there. Like I, I like I'm getting all the blue orbs. I'm getting the rings. This bonus yeah, stage is going I know really how that well. Works. You got to get the blue one, and they turn red behind you. I know how right, it works. Right, yeah. So yeah, so you understand how important this is. I mean, it's not like we're it's recording vital. or anything, so it's fine. Yeah, we're recording. So- it's fine. So we open on a book. The name of the book is The Moon Knight Pegasus. That's a horrible title. That's now, a bad title. That's a terrible title because it's gibberish. Um, and I know, not to confuse Marvel fans, it's not Moon Knight with a K. It's oh, I moon... wish it was Moon Knight, though. <laughs> I would have preferred <laughs> that, if it was Moon Knight. Do you think that would moon make Knight more inspired sense? inspired Moonlight Knight? No. No. They're no. very similar characters. No, no, no way similar. Although it does have, no, it has the multiple personality thing. It has thing. the multiple personalities thing. They basically have the same costume. Moon Knight is not a, not, is not a guy dressed up as a, in an Arabian costume. It doesn't no, count. No. Well, Moon Knight is equally culturally insensitive. True, that's fair, but still. If it was called the Moon Knight 
with a K, Pegasus, that would make sense because you'd be calling the Moon Knight Pegasus or calling Pegasus a Moon Knight. No, it's just the Moon Knight Pegasus. I don't understand what that means. Fine. Uh, there's also a subtitle to this book, my friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A Love Between Pegasus and a Human Woman. Mm. Mm. Artley, you sure did pick a couple episodes, didn't you? <laughs> There's a theme to these episodes. I don't want to talk about this with you guys, but I will absolutely take these two episodes, please. Thank you. God damn it. (laughs) So guess who's reading this book? You'll never guess. Because if I said this character is reading a book, you'd say bullshit. Usagi reading a book? (laughs) It's Usagi reading a book. And she says, no matter how many times I read it, it brings tears to my eyes. She's crying her little eyes out in public. We're in the the fruit parlor. It's actually, they fixed it. It's now called a parlor. They did fix the sign, yes. But I will continue (laughs) calling it the fruit parlor because I am a uh, purist. Okay, okay. What's her name? Uh, what's the sister's name? She's there in a way too short skirt serving uh, them. Mizuki is uh, Motoki's sister. Yes. Mizuki Furuhata. Yes. Like, like, okay, wait. I just want to talk about, oh my god, this shot, the more I look at it, the worse it is. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> she's standing, she's the waitress, as you will recall. Right. She's wearing, she's wearing presumably, like, the uniform of the place. Are we going to talk about this skirt? Yes. Yeah. Look yeah. at how much look at how much higher than the table the skirt is. I can't I can't believe the Furuhadas invented <laughs> Japanese hooters. <laughs> and made their daughter work there. Because because she's standing next to a table that all the girls are sitting at, and the table despite the fact that it's just above her knee, yeah. her dress is about a foot higher than the table is. Yeah, I find so many things wrong with her outfit. I mean it's cute, but it is way <laughs> too short. <laughs> way too short for like for 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 physics <laughs> okay yeah. it's insane she does not have a lot of coverage in this no. episode Mm-mm. but guess what she's also read that same book and she is understands why it sold over a million copies because of how right. good it is ray makes fun of yusagi because she she's reading a novel and not a manga which is like which is a we know that Ray reads manga. Right. Yeah, we know, that's we, true. Like Ray's got more than Usagi does. Ray does not need to be talking this particular brand of shit. That's true. Maybe she draws manga. No, she doesn't. Maybe she does draw manga, according to uh, Kihiko Zuma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but Usagi shoots back with, "Oh, uh, I guess you haven't read it yet, then." If you're asking that question, and Ray is embarrassed because she hasn't read it, but everyone else at the table has. Even Amy. Even Amy. Well, Ami reads. Day, so. Well, that's fair, but this this doesn't seem up like Ami's alley. She's like, "What? It's because Ray's like, is it this good that even Ami's read it? How behind am I?" Ami calls it viscerally moving. Yeah, that's that's troubling. <laughs> <laughs> that I want that I want that uh, that quote on the dusk jacket because really <laughs> viscerally moving. Jordan, you're the editor of my books at Marvel. You can you can have that. To your, I mean, like nobody said it about your book, so. Oh, hey. Hey. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. Oh, hold on. Let me get some lightning for that burn. Wow! Do you see what I have to deal with? Do you see why I would ever spend time with my strong punch on knuckles? <laughs> oh God! Uh, he's an echidna. We know. So uh, Ray is completely ashamed because she has not uh, read this book. Meanwhile, Chibi is reading the book, going, "Oh my God." This is the same Pegasus in this book as the one I know. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Sure it is. I mean, is is it that weird an assumption, though, to be like, okay, this flying horse that lives inside Beautiful Dreams is probably the same as this other flying horse that lives inside Beautiful Dreams? So, I mean, that that what that leads me to ask is the question about the nature of Pegasus. Like, is Pegasus a thing in this world? Or... Because they are calling this guy, his name is Pegasus. Have they never heard of Pegasus before? Like Pegasus, the like Perseus's pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in like in the way that they go in the world of Walking Dead. There's no such thing as zombie movies, so that they don't ever go. This is like Night of the Living Dead. Like, Wait, is that a thing in Walking Dead where there's no such yeah. thing as zombie movies? Yeah, I don't yeah, do yeah. zombies, so I don't know. That's why nobody ever goes. This is like all those fucking movies we all watched, like as as children. It, it no, really yeah. seems like like the, if you're gonna do that, that would be the show to do it on, right? Yeah, totally. No, they do it in it, it happens in Shaun of the Dead. That's that's somebody else's thing. That does happen in Shaun of the Dead. Okay, Shaun of the Dead I did see, but I watched it under duress. <laughs> did you not that's like good. it early? Yeah, it's I, I don't like scary movies, but I find horror comedies to be very entertaining. Like I could like I the only horror comedy that I've watched uh, when it comes to zombies is Zombieland. So okay. other than that, no. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. Um so that brings us to the title. Screen that was all pre-title screen. Well, you forgot the part where uh, Makoto is looking longingly at the book and That's getting true. very starry-eyed for some reason. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad we're. I'm glad we're all going to talk about that. <laughs> Listen, Chris. Uh, uh, spoiler. Uh huh. You're not going to get any arguments from me. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is. This episode is a hundred percent. It is what it is. Like, it's not, there's nothing coded about this episode. Yeah, that's true. It's very shippable. <laughs> this one, especially. It's blatant. We cut to a park where, uh, I keep wanting to call her Lita, but her name isn't Lita. Makoto is confessing that she is actually friends, or was classmates with the mm-hmm. author who wrote this book. Tomoko Takase. Yes. Yeah, she didn't want to talk about it because... You know, I don't know. It would just be, it would seem like bragging. And you don't want to talk about your ex in front of your current girl. Well, no, see, that's of, okay, this, no, actually. <laughs> she's not in front of Amy. Yeah, first of all, she's not in front of Amy. Second of all, I, I maybe we will argue because she's not her ex. Well, actually, she is a, well, well to be fair, she could be an ex. She actually does have some bookish qualities that could be, you know, Equated to our famous, to our favorite blue-haired uh, genius. No, no, I, oh, I'm not <laughs> arguing that. I'm arguing that they don't get together. And I, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't want to get Fine. into that yet. We'll get to that in a bit. So she's saying this whole scene is all about how. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to know this girl who's famous, and it's it's always is so funny to me because they're the fucking Sailor Scouts. They're pretty famous. I mean, yeah, but they're well. Are they though? Because. They kind of sort of have secret identities. No, they definitely have secret identities, but they're also they're also superheroes still. But and the idea like, that we haven't really been able to ter- determine whether people know about the Sailor Scouts. Presumably they do because there's merchandise. <laughs> they there's do, merchandise, like... there's a television show, they know about yeah, remember, them. At the very least, when Zoysite was Sailor Moon, there there she was on the news. Yeah. That is true. So we know people know about them a little bit. And even if they didn't, even if it's not just talking about being famous, it's still like, she's like, well, I wouldn't want to brag. And it's like, you're a fucking superhero. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Are you that much more impressive of you knew an author? I I totally get that. Yeah. I totally get it. (laughs) I I get it. All right. Well, if you say so. The other day when I was hanging out with uh, all the Marvel writers, uh, because I know them. 
It was pretty cool. Yeah, okay, but that's not that's not the same thing. Though, right? I was going to say, how's like, that not bragging? No, it <laughs> is. I was joking. Because that's your job. Like no, you're yeah. expected to know about all the Marvel writers. Right, right, right. But like the time when when uh, Kenneth Branagh was telling me how cool my mustache was, that's different. That is definitely different and did not happen. <laughs> yes, it fucking so. did. He came by the Marvel offices. It was badass. Anyway, let's Dallas. move on. <laughs> so, well, I guess Jordan doesn't need me now. These guys' best friend, Prince Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's so Misaki's like, how could you keep something important from me, like this from me? And it's like because it would have been bragging. And she's like, yeah, I guess that's true. But then they decide, and she's like, yeah, I never got to congratulate her on her awesome book. Uh, but but she only got it published because I told her how great she was and all that. And they're like, Don't so take this is an awful lot of credit. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and so then Usagi goes, well, hey, how about you? How about this weekend? We'll all go visit her. And that way you could say hi to her. And, you know, we could mooch off of your knowing of a famous person and get some like runoff cool runoff cool. this is probably exactly what uh makoto did not want to happen <laughs> i mean probably yeah. telling her fame hungry friends all about her famous friends she does look incredibly uncomfortable when they suggest yeah. it. it like it's like oh uh ooh, ee. and i i get that like that makes sense it it really does justify not telling any of anybody she knew about oh yeah this. totally yeah because she gets pressured into huh. it good old right. peer pressure Oh, by the way, there's a little gray cat there. Uh, no, it's funny. <laughs> well, it's not. Oh, right, because we skipped last episode. <laughs> it, it, it's only no explanation if you live in, if you're watching the Polish. Though. I'm kidding. I'm I know. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, they don't. They don't mention. They don't mention Diana at all. Uh, but she's just. She doesn't have any lines. I don't even think. Nope. She says nothing. She's just there. So Chibi, yeah, Chibi piles on the final guilt going like, oh my god, I really want to meet the person who wrote this. And she's like, all right, let's do it. You did a very good Chibi impression. No, thank you. God, no. <laughs> I like how you still said thank you. <laughs> I like compliments, but god, no. no. I like being complimented. I'm sorry, am I not Kenneth Branagh enough? Oh my god. <laughs> to compliment you? <laughs> if you had a, a, a better accent, it would be more. Oh, uh, how dare you. <laughs> The southern accent is noble and beautiful. I don't think you. I I don't think of you as having a southern accent. That's so funny. How dare you, <laughs> sir? I'm I'm offended by that accent. Oh, good times. Oh, so we cut into the circus tent. Harley, where are you from? I am born and raised in Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> so I I personally cannot talk about accents because my Brooklyn accent is pretty heavy at times. It's like a, a, a Molly accent. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, so that means we've <laughs> got to do like a fan dub of Sailor Moon, right? <laughs> oh God, no! Does, does that do yeah. I have to provide the uh, the Brooklyn accent? You'll be Molly. Okay. You'll be Naru. Who has a southern accent? Does anybody have a southern accent? Uh, no. no. Uh, I'm sure there must be somebody. Mm. Maybe. No, no, not uh, in the dogs. I don't remember one, yeah. Yeah. No. Because they're I'm in sure Canada. So. They don't think of that accent. I'm sure a minor character did. I'm sure like someone was like, get away from me, Jedi, or something. That you sounds know? familiar. No, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Chris, you can, you can do a southern accent and play Greg. No! 
how dare you you're always every time i'm like oh jordan i'm not a big fan of ukulele music you're like you fucking piece of shit yeah that's every easy to go tell me i should be greg <laughs> that's so offensive yeah f off buddy f off okay I love that you would swear when you were doing your Jordan character, but when you go back to being Chris, you you couldn't do it. <laughs> anyway, in the circus tent, Zirconia is reaming out our three eyes again. <laughs> Integrity, intensity, and intelligence. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which one represents what? Uh, <laughs> three eyes. No, I know. I'm trying to match them up with the three. Uh, well, no one is integrity. <laughs> no, not at all. Tiger's Eye might be intensity after that last episode. After last week? Yeah, definitely. Um, so she's yelling at them and telling them to shut up. Hey, guess what? Her little flaming floating eyeball is missing. Oh, Zircon? Yeah. Apparently, she sent her flaming floating eyeball to the bar to pick up a picture for her because it flies up and gives her a photo and goes, uh, here you go. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. Go for this one. And then they all go, oh, this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. She wrote a novel about Pegasuses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pegasi. Pegasus would be the way to say that. And really, it's only one Pegasus. She wrote a Pegasus novel. That's pretty funny. And, and it's like, and you guys didn't think that was a clue? Here's the thing. Maybe check that one out before you start, <laughs> like, just running up on nuns. <laughs> I mean, in their defense, she doesn't have Pegasus. But it would have been nice like, to check. I mean, that, that would have been the first clue. It was like, oh, this girl's dreaming about a Pegasus. Maybe we should try with her first. I still don't understand how the beautiful dreams mechanics work. What, what are you? What are you? What are you curious about? Well, because okay, okay. If this young lady mm-hmm. is writing a novel about Pegasus, would not she have beautiful dreams about a Pegasus? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Thank you, Jordan. That cleared everything. No, else. I actually wrote that in my notes later. Like, doesn't anybody just dream about Pegasus? Like, if you just have a Pegasus dream and it's not the actual entity Pegasus in your dreams, does that not trick them? And then they're like, oh, he does dream about Pegasus, but it wasn't the real one. Well, so the whole thing is with the whole Pegasus dreams. And I've noticed that, like, as a, as the series is going on, it, it actually becomes a not so much a plot relevant, but it's kind of like a, a hand wave kind of of motion only because towards the end of the series apparently i think they all said at one point in time they've had pegasus dreams there you go which is weird no and also you know what now that you now that you've brought up how dreams work it actually makes me ask another question which is what are these dreams that he's looking at um right like obviously you go to sleep at night and you dream Uh uh-huh so are are we saying those dreams stick around in a mirror in your chest and you can reaccess any dream you've ever had? Or is that like the most recent dream you had? Or are you constantly dreaming and just don't realize it? And it's also like, is it is it dream dreams or is it like Aspirations. hopes and dreams? Yeah. yeah like, oh, is it like uh, waking dreams where you're like dreaming when you're awake kind of deals? Yeah. Lucid dreams. Or like yeah, lucid like dreams. It, it is my dream to, you know, win a gold medal or something. And it's like, well, is it your dream to win no, a gold medal, Jordan? No, Chris, I I had a hard time coming up with an example because I've achieved all my dreams. So, oh yeah, you and your, you and your buddy Kenneth exactly. Branagh. Christ, <laughs> let it go, dude. Let it See, go. This is why this is why Makoto didn't want to say anything. So I understand, right? Because then you have to live up to all these expectations. 
Next, Chris is going to be like, let's go, let's go to Kenneth Branagh's house and have him sign things. And I'm going to be like, oh, geez. Do you not want to go to Kenneth? <laughs> like, I mean, I've dope, been there so like... many times. It's just, no. Okay, now he's just rubbing it in. <laughs> now I'm lying. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll ask him, I'll ask him all about uh, his role in uh, Wild Wild West. Oh, Jesus. Do you think he wants to talk about that? Yeah, why wouldn't he? Because it's a infamously bad movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it's not good. So Tiger's but... Eye is like, hey, let me handle this one. I'm really good at things, as you've seen from my failure every week. Yeah. Okay. okay. Here's here's right. my question. And, and Artley, Jordan, um, you you've all seen these episodes before. Yes. So like, this season's the shortest season we've gotten so far. I th- I want to say there's like 39 episodes in this season. Yeah. Um. Are we ever going to see the other two do anything? <laughs> like, I feel like we're getting a lot. Like, I'm looking at the clock being like, uh, shouldn't this guy be in eternal sleep by Ho- now? Hawkside did one. Yeah. Hawkside did do one. I forgot about that. Right. He was the Madam Killer. He was the Madam Killer. He was. Which is gross. Did, oh, fish I, did Fish I do one or no? Fish I can't I, remember. Fish I doesn't do one for at least, I think, another two episodes. Okay. But we'll get there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very weird. It's very weird. I don't know why. Like it, especially when it started with Tiger and then it went to Hawk. It seems like oh, they're gonna like rotate through these, and then it's like no, never mind. It's all Tiger now. <laughs> I okay. guess uh, that Sunday, all five scouts and Chibi are off to uh, to uh, what's her name's house? Tomoko. The author's house. Tomoko Takase. They're off, off to Tomoko's house and all talking about how awesome it is that their friend is friends with a famous person mm-hmm. uh, and how they can't wait to get uh, a uh, autograph. Mina gives a, a, a phrase, a common phrase, uh, everyone needs famous people. Mm. It's very funny, honestly. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Yusaki says, I brought two copies of the book for her to sign. And then Ray goes... Oh, well, you screwed up because I yeah. brought three, one to read at home, one to keep stored away, and the last one to show off to people. Ray's a speculator. Ray's, Ray's killing the industry. <laughs> she didn't say she was going to flip it. She said she was going to keep it. Yeah, to show off. Artificially just, inflating sales, man. It's going to crash. You, th- you think she, I don't think she's going to eBay it. I think it's she's just going to. 1996 all over again. <laughs> wow. God damn it. Jesus. Wow, that's okay. Um, this is very embarrassing. Everybody judges her very harshly. No, no. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Should. Wait a minute. To be fair, some there are sometimes they do judge her very harshly. However, Ray has shown pattern behavior. This isn't the first time she's done this. Do we? Oh no! You that's know, true. so it's it's kind of on her sometimes. You know, as much as I want to give her the BLTD, she does this to herself. Yes, that is. Let me ask you a question about Ray. Okay. Do you think you've read the book yet? Uh, no. no. I think no. she's just. I no. think she just bought three copies of the book to say like. She's a trend. Yeah, hopper. I agree. <laughs> this is how how big a fan I am. I have three unread books. Right. I bought yeah. three copies of the book because I want to show up my friends who have yeah. read the book. Uh, then, then again, we should not be gatekeeping Ray. No, we shouldn't. You should let, let her experience media in her own way, in her She's own time. She's welcome to become a fan of Pegasus. As all you have to do to be a Pegasus fan is say you're a fan of Pegasus. Right. That's, that's right. It, Pegasus, Pegasus belongs to everybody. Does he? Yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe in some people's beautiful dreams. 
yeah. He belongs to Chibi a little bit more than everybody else. He belongs to Chibi a little bit more in the way that <laughs> Batman belongs to me just a little bit more. Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in my beautiful dreams. Did you not know that? <laughs> if we stick our heads in your mirrors, wow, we're going to see Batman. What kind of dreams are you having about Batman? Beautiful ones, obviously. <laughs> I don't. I don't have no. You know what? I have no more questions. What's what? What would we see in your beautiful dreams? Batman, just literally no, just was, Batman. I was, I was asking Hartley. Oh, it, me? Oh uh, shit! Probably Power yes. Rangers stuff. Power Rangers and gymnastics. That's all it is. So. Cool. I like Are it. you into gymnastics? Yeah, I'm a big gymnastics fan. I used to do it as a kid, but then I busted my knee and couldn't do it anymore. Well, that's a bummer. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. I, yeah. My knee still works. As long, as long as I can still run, I think I'm fine. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Jordan, yeah. we, uh, I sh- we should probably add this to the last episode, um, but we should uh, give a shout out to uh, Evgenia Medvedeva, who's uh, in the Olympics. Sure, sure, month. sure. Is she going to do another Sailor Moon routine? Probably not. Damn. But one never knows. God, I hope so. Right. Chris, you, you said uh, her mother gave her a Luna doll. Yeah, when she came off the ice at the uh, European Championships, her mother gave her a Luna. That's awesome. Uh, which like was very much felt like, oh, here's your here's your lucky Luna. Yeah. And you said that uh, Luna was very purple. No, that is not what you said to me on the text. I think I said it was true purple. Um, I think that's Both the opposite. The opposite of purple, black. <laughs> <laughs> that's also not the case. I don't know. I work in a visual field. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thing called the color wheel. Oh, we're not doing that. We are not doing that. <laughs> All right. So they go to they go to uh, Tomoko Takase's house, and uh, there's a crowd outside. And let me confirm, Jordan, you are my editor. <laughs> this is exactly what happens when you are over deadline. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> are you saying these are editors? Yeah, yeah. These are her editors. Yeah. Did you miss that? Yes, entirely. No, they're, they're literally yeah. standing out there, like hounding her. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, I missed she's over deadline. I missed what she was, what they were saying. I, 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 I heard that they were asking about whether she was done or not, but I didn't realize they were her editors. I thought they no, were. They like being her like, fans. "Hey, we need those pages." Wow! Wow! Well, I, I think this is a this is very much a a Japanese thing. I've always heard wonderful stories about uh, mangaka and their editors like the one about uh riding in the taxi on the way to the airport for vacation forcing them to keep drawing on the way to the airport <laughs> things like that and sending sending uh, editors and assistant editors to their houses to to just wait for pages and rush them there uh, yeah we don't really do that we don't really do I that i mean i wouldn't know cuz i've never been over deadline <laughs> once upon a time uh-huh. i'm not going to give any names but uh-huh. there was a freelancer who was who was not responding to emails or phone, and uh, I knew an editor who s- ordered a pizza to their house, <laughs> uh, like paid for it. It wasn't a prank. It was like I'm I'm bu- paid for the pizza and said bring it to this person's house and say call your editor. <laughs> hey, um, I've been look every time I ask for a deadline extension, I have never gotten a pizza. Uh, so what the hell, Jordan? I mean, maybe you're doing something wrong. You're responsible. Listen, that's not a way to get continuing gigs. <laughs> that's a way to try to get someone to turn in a, uh, the, the the work and then never work with them again. That's true. <laughs> pizza. It's still a pizza. Like if you if that's the if that's the change trade off you want to make. 
Here's the problem. You'd have to buy two pizzas. Oh, is that how it is? Right, because you and Chad, you're right. Because me and Chad, yeah. No, I'll send each of you a half a pizza. You can do that, right? That doesn't make sense. All this pizza talk is making me hungry. I would really go for a pizza right now, actually. <laughs> can we get pizza? Yeah, can we get pizza that plays Sonic Mania instead of watching the rest of this episode? So, yeah, I thought that I, I misunderstood the scene. I thought those were fans. No. Uh, I think I think they're all editors. And it's easy to think they're fans because the girls are showing up. And also, uh, Tiger's Eye is showing up with his seduction kit. Yeah. Um, purple tuxedo. Light purple tuxedo. It's a white tuxedo. Wait, what? God, can we not, no. can we not do this? No! <laughs> this is not happening. You cannot tell me you think this tuxedo is white. <laughs> it look white to me. No, it's, it's purple. purple. It's not purple. It's, it's, it's lavender. definitely lilac. <laughs> Sure, it's it's I'll go with lavender. It's lavender. He's got a white shirt, but the jacket is definitely well, no. In lavender, one of the overhead shots that I have in my old DVD, I don't know if it was miscolored, but I swear to God, it looked white. Okay, it might it might have been no the weird coloring. Like again, if Harley, you, I wish I could side with you on this, but uh, also I really don't want to do this. <laughs> Moving on, fine. I won't bring it up again. I won't do it. When I I, I made my point last time, <laughs> he's pretty much wearing. The suit from Future Memorial. Yes, he is. It's very yeah, very stylish. Oh, you know what? I just saw um, the shot you were talking about where it looks white from a from a high uh, high distance up, but it's all the close ups. It's not. Not gonna say I told you so. Anyway, he turns the corner and he's freaked out because he's like, "Who are I, I?" He thought he was gonna be the only man offering himself to her and so he freaks out when he sees all these men at her gate and literally jumps into them and gets in a giant again looney tune style <laughs> fight Seriously. where there's a cloud of dust and fists and heads are popping in and out of it it is so funny apparently the sailor moon animators just discovered looney tunes and we're like oh hey there's some good stuff in here <laughs> have you seen these these things are really good <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they are. So, so yeah. Wow, Makoto shows up, and well, the, all yeah. the, all the senji show up, mm -hmm. and Mako, like Minako is like, huh? I guess she ran away from the pressure. And Makoto's like, she would never do that, which is weird because that's exactly what she did. And Makoto is well aware that that is exactly what she did. She knew exactly where to find her too. Yeah, she's at the tree. Yeah, <laughs> down, down by the canal. <laughs> oh God, the canal again. <laughs> Wait, when did a tree grow by the canal? Uh, at least it's not a park. That's fair. It, it's kind of a park. No, it isn't. It's There's a lot of grass around. It's just grass, Jordan. Is that what passes for parks in New York City? Yes. Oh! If there's grass, it's so probably a park. That's, That's okay. it's fair. No, he's right. He's right. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and Tokyo is even cityer than New York, apparently. It anyway. Is. no. Well, no one lives there. <laughs> That's true. It's pretty That's, empty. That's true. So somewhere around here is where I started. Uh, I guess it was a little bit later, but I'm going to bring it up here. So is this what life is like for George R.R. R. Martin? <laughs> I, think it is. I think you're, uh, you're probably not wrong. I am totally inclined to agree with that, honestly. All right. All right. So this is the, the young lady version of George R.R. R. Martin in the series. Yes, literally. Nothing but editors hounding him like, where's the last fucking book? <laughs> God damn it. Um, so he, you're right. Uh, Makoto goes straight to this tree where she is sitting there. I don't know how her editors missed her. Uh, she must have a back door or something, I guess. Um, and she's like, 
what are you doing? Why are you sitting here? I thought you wanted to write novels. Like, did we, did we, (laughs) we've talked about so much stuff. Did we talk about how she's 15? No. No. Yeah, that's, that's the key point. Um, she is a classmate from uh makoto's old school she's 50 she's a 15 year old blockbuster uh page turner novelist right wow. right right what was that what was that wasn't there a from a christopher paulini is that what who, what did he write you're gone yeah yeah that's the one i was gonna say right right yeah. right that's true i think the pressure actually just got to her she's like all right i made this one really good book and now i have to write a follow-up it's like and i'm 15 well you'd think it was that you'd think it was that because that's sensible yeah, but yeah, that's not yeah. what it is. The, the, what we get is kind of insulting. And oh. when I say kind of, I mean extremely. Oh, it's completely insulting. <laughs> Let's see. Do, are we there yet? Yeah, yeah, she's like, she's like, I can never write a book that good again. I have nothing left to dream for, which is a weird yeah. way to put that. My but dreams yeah. are gone. By the wayside. Yeah, that, I mean, everything has to go back to dreams in, in this season. Creepy man in a purple tux is in the tall grass, peeping on them. Like a Pokemon. It's so weird because that's, and I will say, I also, I don't know if I believe that there's a park in Tokyo with tall grass that you can hide in. I, I mean, there clearly is down by the canal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there isn't. I don't know what to tell you, Jordan. Like, we're looking at it right now. Oh, and, and he's not, and actually, yeah, that's right. He's not even just in the grass. It's grass that's like growing out of water. And this is where he says, my, uh, my butt is cold. <laughs> My butt is cold <laughs> because he's squatting in standing water. He's fun. Yeah, it's oh God. Kids, of all the things we've seen on Sailor Moon, <laughs> please don't squat in standing water. <laughs> Especially not in a tuxedo. Yeah, because you're ruining your good tuxedo. Or the purple That's one. That's your concern here? It, is it not? <laughs> Over I mean... at the fruit parlor, they're just shutting down for the night. But somebody is still in there moping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's Makoto. She's very sad, and so uh, Usagi and uh, Chibi show up, and they're talking to Andrew's sister, whose name I still refuse to remember for some reason. Unazuki. Yes, <laughs> that's the one. Probably not the name of Andrew's sister, but not only the name of Motoki's <laughs> well, sister. And here's where we get a flashback. For I'm I'm the one. You're like, oh, you don't pay attention. <laughs> you 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 play video games while we do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hey, don't remember his name. So uh, yeah, well, good. So you're good for something. Good. We'll keep you around. Oh, <laughs> oh you're gonna keep me around. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> get the joint soundboard. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Get the joint soundboard. <laughs> I haven't I haven't uploaded any any in a while. I can put them back in there. Oh, that's humorous. So, uh, unbelievable <laughs> disrespect. So, Makoto is gazing out the window uh, and about to have a flashback. But before we get to the flashbacks, I do want to call out one of the signs. Mm-hmm. The sign, okay. the sign for Toy Park. <laughs> which I'm like, it's a good business name. I get, yeah, it probably is. It's very high up on a building. Yeah. Um, it's so it's a little weird, but it's like okay, I'll, let's go to Toy Park and get some. I guess you can decide between a, a hippo and a, a horse. Oh God, <laughs> God. Anyway, so she begins her flashback, and you see children taunting our our friend uh, Tom- Tomo- 
Tomoko Takase. Tomoko. <laughs> Tomoko. Really not difficult. They're taunting Tomoko. And in fact, they're in the they're right around the same tree. They're, they're at that same tree. They're ho- holding up a giant thing of paper, playing uh, keep away, and taunting yeah. her. Makoto shows up and is like, motherfuckers, what are you doing? And they are all like, oh shit, it's Makoto. And they run. Oh, shit, I do love their reaction <laughs> being, oh shit, it's Makoto. Run for it. And then Tom- yeah, and Tomoko's like, hey, thanks. And Makoto goes, don't thank me, just kick him next time. Seriously. <laughs> I love her. I love her. She's the best. So she's like, oh, do you go to my school? Because she's wearing the same outfit. She's like, uh, yeah, we're in the same class. And we're she's actually like, oh, in the same class. Uh, sorry. I'm new. <laughs> I like I like the fact that she keeps bringing up like yeah I don't remember because I just transferred schools because this has happened unfortunately sounds like more than once yeah 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 because you'd think because I I didn't realize she moved that much but I guess she she keeps getting into fights yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah that's true so she's like what's this because it's my manuscript manuscript I'm just gonna read it without permission uh like the girl the girl keeps going like give it back give it back and she's like uh, no i'm reading it now she literally tells her to be quiet so she could read oh, she yeah she turns like she turns away from her yeah like yeah i'm reading this hang on i i really like that part actually it's pretty funny i think it's, it's rude but it's also very very cute and yes this is where you really get more of a sense of what to- tomoko is like and like chris said she definitely has a type like yeah, oh, yeah she Tomoko is just Ami. Well, she's she's Ami with slightly longer hair. She's Ami in who likes English class instead of math class. Yep. She's English book. Yes, she's English she's book. English. Well, I, I would say she's definitely like um definitely like Ami. The only issue is Ami's eyes have actual life in them. Hers are dead. They're a little dead. They're very dark, yeah. But, okay, so I'm not so I'm not gonna say that, but she has no pupils in her like like how they actually draw anime eyes. She doesn't have that same style, and it's actually kind of off-putting. Yeah, they don't put the shiny white part, probably because of the glasses. But yeah, yeah, it's hard I guess. To say. But it's still creepy. So Makoto's like, "This book is fucking great." Yep, exact quote. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it. Word for word, this is fucking awesome. And then uh, we get to the act break. I didn't realize it was right there. <laughs> Jordan, yeah. If people want to support this show, generally, how do they do that? Generally, you can go to the site Patreon and our page on Patreon and support us by giving us a monthly pledge. Thank you for not providing the actual relevant information. I guess I need to be a little more specific <laughs> when I say generally. Um, wh- which part did I leave out? The actual uh... Patreon.com slash Sailor Business oh, that part, is the place yeah. to go. Uh, and you can help support the show and help us to keep doing it, help us to reach goals where we'll do more content, help us keep those uh, chibi-sodes coming, which we haven't done one this year yet, and we really should. Yeah, we should. And if you've got ideas for what you would like to hear us discuss on chibi-sodes, let us know, because uh, I think we we need to get one of those done pretty soon. Oh, we're back down. we're back down under musical business. I didn't realize. Yeah, I know. I know. Did Allison stop doing songs, or did she keep doing them anyway? 
Uh, Allison has not done a new song yet. Okay. We haven't had a uh, a milestone episode of Sailor or of Xena Warrior Princess yet. We'll be, we'll be getting some soon as we go through season two. Gotcha. Yeah, there's all sorts of levels. For a dollar a month, you can be thanked on the show. For five dollars a month, you can get behind the scenes clips and and cut clips. Uh, uh, things where where people say things that make Chris uncomfortable, and he orders Jake to take them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hasn't happened in a while, but not after that last episode. <laughs> we haven't had Allison in a while. Two, actually, the discussions have gone pretty wild on us. Yeah, I wonder how much of it we'll get through. We'll find out. Um, and then for fifteen dollars a month, you are. Uh, given a sailor business pin we have a uh, tennis ball sailor moon pin and we're still working on what the next one will be we might know by the time you hear this but we but we haven't decided by the time we recorded this yeah and we just we just kind of decided we were going to do a new pin this year so if you like the the tennis ball sailor moon pin and you just want us to keep that one i guess that is also an option you know oh that's true but i think but i think the people who already have the tennis ball one probably want a new one the people who who have the tennis ball one might want a new one. That's true, but I have a lot of people being like, "Oh, did I miss the uh, did I miss the the tennis ball Sailor Moon pin?" And I'm like, "No, we've still got them. We did um, that first run was limited to a hundred, but there's no reason like that's just how much money we had to spend on pins. So uh, if you w- want us to keep the uh, the tennis ball Sailor Moon pin in stock uh, for future pledges. If you're like, Oh, I've been wanting that, but I haven't had the 15 bucks to spare. Get in touch and let us know. Like maybe we'll, we'll try to have some options for listeners. Yeah. That's a good idea. This is a good idea. Thank you for that patrons. Uh, we don't have any new patrons right now because we're recording mere minutes after the last one. Yep. But thank you to all of you who have supported us and continue to do so. Yeah. Thanks everybody. It really is uh, great and helps us a lot. Hey everybody, Jake here, just cutting in real quick. I have a bunch of pins to send out, like 10 of them, I think, uh, 10 or so. So if you have pledged to get a pin and have not received it yet, number one, that's on me, and I'm very sorry. I've been very busy. Number two, this Friday, the 16th, I will be sending out a bunch. I'm not sure how long it takes to get to international uh, people. I know there's a couple international ones. I know domestics usually takes about three days, not counting Sunday. So usually by Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, you'll have it. Um, if you haven't got it, after that, email Chris, and he will bug me about it. So keep an eye out for them uh, this coming week. And again, I am very, very sorry that they are so late. Also, one last thing. Something happened to Jordan's audio, so it's a little staticky for the next, I want to say, five or so minutes. It should correct itself, though, afterwards. That's not, like, distractingly bad. I just feel like I should point it out so everyone hears it and not just me. Um, for now, we do have some Twitter questions that people have been sending us. You want to do some of those? Oh, boy. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's see what we got. If you could change the color scheme of any senshi, whose would you change and to what colors? Uh, KT asks this. I like all the color schemes. I think I would change... I wouldn't change Usagi's, but I might change Shibusa. You don't like all the pink? Idea, that pink is starting to work my nerve. <laughs> um, I don't know what I would change it to. Would it make sense, now that uh, Usagi is Super Sailor Moon, for Chibiusa, instead of having the pink like trainee costume to have like Usagi's original color scheme. That would make sense actually. Yeah. yeah. Like if she were to actually ascend into another form of uniform and Chibusa get, Chibusa get her old uniform, that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. I wonder about giving Jupiter more Jupitery colors. Oh, you mean if they actually match the colors of their actual planets? 
a little bit more. Yeah. Or with a big red spot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, uniform. like Mickey, yeah, or like Mickey would be yeah. red. That's the thing is, a lot of them would be red, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. there'd be like red ones and blue ones, and that's about it. Yeah. I uh, would really like to see uh, more of uh, the Sailor V costume. Okay. I think that's like a really good suit, and I, I think it's a shame that we it, it just completely goes away in in Sailor Moon uh, mythology. And I think that would be another thing that would help Minako seem a little more distinctive. Okay. If she had like, but you know, also they're uniforms, so they kind of have to look like uniforms. Right. That's fair. They have to match. That's the word. That's what the word means. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Loser Vandros asks. That's a pretty good name. Ooh, I hope this is the one. Okay. What kind of a deal did the Moon Kingdom strike with the other planets? They don't miss their princesses? Do they ever get to visit their home planets? It always bothered me that they're basically enslaved to Usagi's service. Oh my god. I was so happy to hear that this question really on Twitter. That is hilarious. Only because I think I know what happened. So, and this, it's, it's going towards manga canon, but I get it. So, I think there was some form of pact between all the planets uh, in the solar system. And it's basically like a Rumpelstiltskin thing, you know, where you have to give up your firstborn <laughs> to, serve, to serve the queen eternally kind of thing, you know? Nice. So, it's like, all right, so each, each planet uh, gives up their firstborn princess. Or if you know a girl, if if anything, to serve uh, Princess Serenity as she gets older, and then the outer senshi, because they are probably already at the uh, age where it wouldn't make any sense. It's just like, all right, so you five, you four would just stay out in the middle of nowhere and keep an eye on things. We enter, well, you know, to to kind of I guess not start an international incident. Just be like, hey. You guys take care of her. We're just going to stand out here and pretend like nobody knows about us. In the in the Silver Millennium, uh-huh. are the girls teenagers? Well, yes. I don't know, because the manga does something really weird towards the end of Super S. And it shows them as, I guess, little kids at one point. But we're not sure if that's a flashback or if that's just a, uh, a hallucination. Well, I, I, I was thinking more like they were older people because I was just thinking about the fact that, yeah, they're like the defenders of the moon princess. But like in the modern, in the current Sailor Moon that we're watching, like you sort of accept that they're teenagers because it's like, well, now they're just awakening to their powers and they're young and they're learning how to do things, et cetera, et cetera. But it's another thing entirely to go. We have a giant society and this is all recognized by everyone. We want 13 and 14 year old girls to be the front line of the fight. Hmm. Okay. Um, no, I, I get what he's saying. No, I, I get it, but I didn't. I, okay. I thought that the way it worked in the Silver Millennium mm-hmm. was that the moon was like the, the capital. Yeah. And that they had colonized the other planets. Right. Oh. So that, like, you know, so they're like the, the bannermen, the, the liegemen of, of the moon kingdom. Because uh-huh. it's called the moon kingdom. Right. Yeah, although, I mean, does that mean life began on the moon, and then we populated Earth from the moon? I'm not Carl Sagan. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I, I don't know Neil deGrasse Tyson, so I couldn't tell you. (laughs) But yeah, like, that's, that's, I kind of felt like that's what it was, and so they're, they're not 
really meant to be Usagi's, like, you know, soldiers. They're meant to be, like, her ladies-in-waiting, who just happened to end up being soldiers and guardians because uh, the Moon Kingdom was at war with Queen Beryl. Yeah. I would, I would agree to that. Here's a question from our friend Greg, uh, who we always have to apologize to. Mm, um, I don't. I make no <laughs> wow. apologies. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Greg. He says... A school, sexy college students, crazy teacher, the Sailor Scouts are constantly meeting up for study group. Is season three community? That's a good that's a good thought. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen community, so I can't answer that. It's a good show. It's fun stuff. Okay. It's a good show. William Coney wants to know what candy represents best each of the Sailor Scouts? Is Ami Reese's pieces? Quick question, why would Ami be Reese's pieces? I'm yeah, not... I don't I don't get the connection myself. <laughs> I'm not doubting. I'm just saying I'm not sure what the logic is there. I mean, I guess Chibi is cotton candy. Yes. Chibi, Chibi, and Chibi is cotton candy. Usagi, I would say, is a ice cream cone. Uh, okay. I don't know if that counts as a, a candy. It's not a candy. Well, no. Okay. Let me rephrase that. She would be those marshmallow ice cream cones. Does that count? Marshmallow yeah, ice cream cones. I don't know what you're... <gasps> no one has ever had though. God, this is why my teeth keep rotting out. I'm finding all types of <laughs> I find all types of sweets, and apparently I'm the only one who finds them. <laughs> okay, uh, so I would think that Ray would be a Mars bar because mm, perfect, <laughs> obvious, but good. Okay. Uh, Mako would be a jawbreaker. I mean, <laughs> jaw, that's oh. pretty good. Okay, that's pretty good. Would would, uh, uh, oh, would oh 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 Ami would be Smarties. Smarties, oh, yes. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> the American version, not the British version. No. The British version yeah. is gross. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the American version is also pretty gross. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> Yusagi is uh, Butterfingers. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Why Butterfingers? Uh, tuxedo Mask is a zero. Class. Yeah. Uh, th- is that a thing? What I've never it? heard of that one. you never heard of zero? Oh, yeah, no. He, yeah, I agree. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. What is Venus? Starburst. Okay. You know, that feels right. I can't really say it why, does. but it does. Because she yeah. wants to be a star. I get it. All right. We got it. We nailed it. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Jason Ibrahim asks, the primary scouts seem to run everywhere. That's a ter- that's terribly inefficient. What kind of vehicles should they get? Motorcycles. Uh, dirt bikes. Just all yeah. of them? No, yeah. motorcycles. Because Tuxedo Mask already has one. You guys are going to have to fight this out. They could also each get different vehicles. Dirt bikes. Motorcycle. <laughs> No, if we're going to go full Sentai on this, they have to get motorcycles. Mercury should have a boat, although she nice. can't go around the city in it, but still. They can always get roller skates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, roller skates could work. I mean, because there, there already was the skating episode. One of them could have a horse. Yeah. One of them does have a horse. Gross. <laughs> gross. I, he, he didn't say anything gross. I literally just said a true fact about the show. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got. Do you th- uh, Soso Sundir says, do you think Pennywise more or less creepy than the weirdos they have at the Dead Moon Circus? Uh, Pennywise, is that, is that from a movie? Uh, it's it. Yes, that's from It. <laughs> you know I don't, you don't mess with scary movies. Here, let me, uh, let me find you a gift. No, please don't. No, nope, <laughs> not going to look. Wait, are we talking Pennywise in 1990 or Pennywise 2017? I would say 2017 because... Okay, then, then yes, the Pennywise wins. Pennywise in 2017 wins because tw- Pennywise in tw- Pennywise in 1990 was actually somebody in the Dead Moon Circus. So wait, Tim Curry? He could 
have been, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I do feel like Tim Curry could have absolutely been a member of the Dead Moon Circus. There, there's a gift for you. Why did you do that? No, I clicked, I clicked yeah. the link. Hey, Jordan, heads up. I'm not I looking. I clicked the link. I freaking hate this movie. I won't. I'm not I looking. I clicked the link. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I'll have You're nightmares welcome. for days. Here, oh, here. This one is, this one is scary. No, no, this. no. Please not the one. I hope it's not the one I think is. Please don't be the one I think it is. <laughs> no, no. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the risk. Do it. I fucking knew it. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Look, that's that's I mean you that's a hell of your own making, Artley. I'm sorry. <laughs> to be fair, you did know it was coming. Yes. I know. <laughs> God, I hate you guys. I wish I wish I, I wish what they did I do. I wish they had one of the Oh the one with his teeth? That's really yeah, creepy. With the, with the whole mouth opens. Yeah, nope. yeah, that's really badass. Nope. Anyway, uh he's probably more creepy than the Dead Moon Circus. Yeah. He's creepier, yeah. Like I said, Tim Cur- like Pennywise in nineteen ninety would have been in the Dead Moon Circus. Pennywise in twenty seventeen is so much more menacing. Chris, are you scared of clowns in general or just scary movies in general? No, I actually like clowns. Oh, okay. I really love the movie Clown, which is a fucked up horror movie. Um, but you probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I don't like horror movies, Jordan. You said you like horror comedies. It's not really a comedy though. Then you just said something that was utterly meaningless. It, it, it makes me laugh, but only in an evil way. One more question, and we get back to the show. One more question. Okay, let's do this. If the Sailor Scouts joined the Dead Moon Circus, what would their acts be? That that's good. That's actually a pretty good question. So Venus um, would do a, a, a like an acrobatics act. Yeah, she does her super agility. Usagi would probably do a something with their tiara toss. Okay. All right. I can see it. I can see it. I can see uh, Makoto and Amy doing the trapeze, like a trapeze act. Uh, no, Makoto would be like a like a strong woman, and she would just like lift Ami. Okay. Ami could do one of those memorization acts. Yeah. Mm, that would be good, like a mental, like a mentalist thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd do like a mentalist act, except she would just do it for real. They'd be like, yeah, yeah. she just knows everything. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Ray would be the fire breather. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's that's obvious. Just like Hawkeye. Just like Hawkeye. And then, what would you be used to do? Oh, uh, horse tricks, obviously. She did it. <laughs> yeah, stand up on I the back of a horse, what, ride around. I don't know why. It's, I'm just saying, like there, like you do horse tricks in the circus. <laughs> I walked right into that one. That's fine. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll accept that. Cool. Let's get back to the show, Chris. All right, let's do it. The Super S stands for Super Sober Deadline on these pages that apparently need to be printed. That's not how <laughs> novels work, by the way. Yeah, no, that's also true. Although, did they say she was she was serialized first in magazines? That's what uh, Makoto tells her to do. But that's also very weird because, like, what is she, Charles Dickens? <laughs> maybe that's a thing over in Japan. Maybe they, they do that. Maybe I mean, so. maybe, maybe that still happens. Short fiction magazines yeah. are really uh, rocking and rolling. That still happens once in a while for like genre stuff. Like I know, like some sci-fi things have been like serialized in science mm-hmm. fiction magazines. But probably again, not now, but yeah. twenty years ago, maybe. Um, anyway, so back to the the story not going the way you expected it to. Um, mm-hmm. We're still in our flashback. And we're, we cut into a soccer game. I'm sorry, a football game in which, <laughs> in which a boy is kicking a, a goal. And, uh, oh man, I already forgot her stupid name. <laughs> Tomoko. 
Tomoko. Tomoko is is gazing longingly at this boy like she's Artemis looking at a church. Um, <clears throat> okay. She is eyeballing him. So this is why I said I don't think I don't think they end up being an item. Her and and Makoto. I think Makoto clearly wants them to be an item. Clearly. But I think this is Makoto discovering she doesn't have a shot. Makoto comes up with a soda, gives her gives her a soda, and is like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, yeah, I am super into that guy right there. And Makoto's like, ask him out, man. And she's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, I'm not popular, and he is. Uh, at which point I was like, that guy's popular. He kind of looks like a dork, but whatever. He's playing, he's playing football. I wish Mako- Makoto would have she's all that at her. Wait, what does all. that mean? I took her glasses off and let her hair down. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, she's all that at her. Yeah. So then, but no, Chris, don't worry about it. Makoto gives her amazing, amazing advice <laughs> for relationships. She goes, oh, wait, hang on. You, wanna, you want that guy to like you? Why don't you just become a successful published author? Then he'll like you. Yeah, that's a pretty... <laughs> That's bananas. <laughs> That's it's, a reach. It's terrible, stupid advice. She should become a, a successful published author because she's a really good writer. Um, but but she never even considers that until Makoto's like, "Hey, that's a way to get soccer boy to like you because he look he looks like the kind of guy who loves Pegasus romances. He looks like he's really <laughs> into serialized romance fiction. We don't know. We don't judge. We well, we, we do know. I do. It's literally I, all we do know, on this show. I, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Damn it. We do judge. And in addition, we also do know because later he does not give a shit that she wrote this book. Not a single solitary fuck is given. <laughs> nope. So anyway, she's like, yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. And actually, I just noticed, Artley, huh? that when Makoto tells her, yeah, I really think you can do this, mm-hmm. her her eyes become shiny. Right? Exactly. I was I was hoping somebody would bring that up. I'm like, oh, so the light came back into her eyes. What 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 happened that she all of a sudden died? It gives her life weird. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened yes. that took the life out of her yes. eyes. The smile happened? off her face. She did, in fact, become a successful published author uh, and was at a book signing uh, when she saw cute <laughs> football boy. <laughs> Uh, walking around with his popular no. girlfriend. I mean, because what could have happened? I mean, why would he all of a sudden not want to hang out with a popular author? Yeah, well, and, and here's the thing: like, we don't know how long this guy and this girl have been together. Like, they seem very happy. But also, it, like, he, it's not like he looks up and goes, "What's all this line?" Oh, they're reading that book I like, and oh my god, the girl I know from my class wrote it. Like, he just does not give a shit. He's like, "I'm, a, I'm." And it's perfectly fine to not be into oh, totally. a book that's out. Yeah. Th- no, that's I why have. That's why I'm saying it was terrible fucking advice Makoto gave. No, it was very bad advice. Yeah. I mean, I get what she was trying to do because I think she just wanted her to have the courage to say, okay, your book is good. I think you can get it published. Her reasoning behind it was piss poor, though. Yeah. Yes. And so now she is there at her desk. Not being able to write a word going, now that this has happened, no one understands me. Um, Because apparently she believed that this football boy is going to read her Pegasus love novel and go like, and be like, oh my God, I understand you. Like, we're soulmates. 
It's a very right. it's a very Tina Belcher course of action. <laughs> yes, this is this is definitely an erotic friend <laughs> fiction come to life. <laughs> so while she's sitting there crying, all of a sudden someone yells out her window that they have also seen Pegasus. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, I've seen Pegasus, which is a weird. If someone if someone walked up to me mm-hmm. and was like, hey. I also know Deadpool. I'd be like, okay, stay right there, honey. Please call the policeman. Uh, yeah, she, but she's like, she's like, I mean, she's a little girl. What are we saying? We're, we're saying she's like nine, ten years old, and she's sitting there going, "I, I had the exact same dream you had," and it's like, that's not how books work. It truly is not. I didn't write down my dream. I made it up. I mean, she might have written down her dream. Yeah, she didn't. No, she didn't. Her dream was of a football boy. Her dream was of a football boy. (laughs) So she's like, no, I can't write anymore. I can't do it. I can't. I mean, you would think after one disappointment, like if if one disappointment kept you from writing anything, nothing would get done. Let's be honest. That's true. But also, if you you have ever met any writers, you will not be surprised to learn that they are frequently irrational. What? Uh, Well... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have actually. Yeah, you are. So it's fine. There you go. <laughs> Makoto starts shouting out the window. I love you. Come take me back. Her. I mean, oh. no. she's basically calling it's her okay, a coward. You can find someone. I found someone. She looks just like you. <laughs> yeah. Like better? Not better. Just maybe smarter. But definitely better. smarter. No, but she does start like telling her, like, don't be a fucking wuss. You can do this. Are you going to go back to being the timid person you used to be? Or are you going to get off your ass and write a fucking book? <laughs> it's a pretty good, like, like, hey, you told me you would finish your story if one person liked it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, one person likes it. Yeah, me, the woman you, you left. Now, that being said, Neil Gaiman says she doesn't have to write this book for you, Makoto. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our George R.R. R. Martin reference again. Yes, it is. So, I think somebody should go give this speech to George R. R. Martin and see what happens. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing will happen. Do you think, wait, do you think George R. R. Martin is not writing that book because uh, he's upset that a football boy doesn't like him? <laughs> I believe it. Because I was saying it was probably that he was insanely wealthy now. I believe it. <laughs> because uh, let, let me tell you, if I had money, you would never see me again. Really? I was just talking about that with people. And I, I would say, like, if, I think if I became suddenly incredibly super ridiculously wealthy i would probably still want to do my work i just would probably tolerate less bullshit <laughs> honestly i was i always had that thought i'm like if i ever won the lottery and not only would i do as i want i'd probably still got go back to work and still not give a fuck yeah yeah <laughs> uh no i would blend in disappear you would never see me again <laughs> okay go your world well then i hope you never get rich <laughs> wow <laughs> Because I like your company. Mm. Don't think that's what he meant. Mm. I don't know. I get called a fucking bastard quite a bit. <laughs> that's great. That's how you know you're real friends. <laughs> so, anywho. <laughs> so, this works. Makoto, Makoto calling her names until she starts writing again works. Except that then folks, all the folks, <laughs> this is fiction. <laughs> Just so you know. I was gonna say, like, so basically he just she just negs her into writing again. Yep. Oh god. <laughs> it's terrible. 
<laughs> but then before she can pick up her pencil or pen, uh, a creepy editor creeps up behind her. Jordan D. White. <laughs> no. <laughs> Could have been. It's her new editor from Tiger Stash. <laughs> no. <laughs> her new editor from Dead Publishing. <laughs> okay. Great. That's as good as uh as all the Dark Records. Dark Records and yeah. uh, what was it was some, something evil was on this show at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I can't remember which one. It's like but, yeah. Studio Evil is making this movie. Yeah. Dead Publishing uh gives her he gives her a, he has a business card from Dead Publishing. He commits to the bit. <laughs> it's, it's... Uh and he thinks to himself Thanks to himself, a writer writer who keeps herself in a room all the time is definitely going to fall in love with her editor really easily. Like that is, and let me tell you, it happens all the time. Oh my god! Yeah. I just have to, I'm constantly like, sorry, Karen Gillan. Like I can't. I, we're both married. This isn't right. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. He should just ask uh, ask her to do a podcast. I mean, <laughs> exactly. There you go. Okay. <laughs> He says, let me light your heart with the fire of my love. Uh, and her reaction to this is very appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> she scream. recoils in horror. Uh, yeah, Dude. yeah. This is, he needs, we need to start, a, we need to tweet about dead publishing and how their editors act inappropriately and no one will publish there again. I God, I hope so. Don't really think we're going to have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So yet again, this is again exactly the same as always. What was the point of the ruse? Nothing. He just one, two, three. Nothing. He just turns into his normal self. It's completely pointless and dumb. He just likes playing dress up. I think that's he, all it is. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just a weird thing he's into. I mean, that's fun. <laughs> so we get to see Jupiter transform this time. Uh, first time we've seen that in a little while. Hello, Jupiter. And then both moons transform. Double moon. Yeah. And then uh Moon's he, double he, transformation. He stalks her out onto her balcony, and the one, two, three is funky. Uh because the one, the big thing comes up from the ground and smashes through the banister of the balcony. It's a, not it's the first time we've really seen it interact with a a physical object. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's very it just weird. Crashes through it. Uh but then he grabs her mirror and he's like let's take a look at this or he's about to when he gets sparkling wide pressured yes yeah, almost almost she misses he dodges I, lo- I love his dodge too when he kind of clings onto the railing it's very <laughs> it's very fun mm-hmm. and sailor moon is like how dare you put prey on an author's dreams uh, okay sure yeah yes <laughs> Yeah, Jordan. How dare these editors prey on authors' dreams? Chris, <laughs> he's not a real editor. He's a we fake editor. We don't know editor. that. Yeah, we, we, don't, look, we, we don't know if he invested Jedi levels of money <laughs> in uh, getting dark publishing going as a startup. Dead publishing. De- dead publishing. Whatever. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, because publishing is dead. You know. So then he calls his Lemur uh, Tenko the Time Bomb Escape Magician. That's an elaborately yeah. long name. It is. It, and this is one of the first ones that has been like really explicitly circusy. Yeah. Yeah. Because the rest of them are just, you know, weirdos. Yeah. Well, escape magician, sure. Do a lot of magicians use time bombs? <laughs> I mean, I can see this one being more circusy than 
than others that we have seen in the past. Like, I feel like Time Bomb is a little more dangerous than most magicians would actually put. Like, if they did have a Time Bomb, it would be like, I'm going to escape and then deactivate the Time Bomb, and the Time Bomb will never go off. So we don't actually know it's real. Well, I would say it's more like a timer-ish kind of thing, where you're giving yourself a time limit to get out of the the illusion before, you know, you die. Sure. Yeah, Jordan, you're, like, you're, you're very, like old school like card trick stuff this is like some chris angel mind freak magic right well, this is also like houdini uh which is also pretty old school but i just did mind freak okay mind freak you're mind freaking yeah get your, get your mind freaked out basically get your mind freak on get your mind freak on i was hoping nobody would go there but never mind it's there so she has weird Medusa hair that can turn into chains. Yes. Yeah. I, I had a real hard time getting a handle on this monster. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's like just a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like she's a time bomb. She's also got like keys, like she's a skateboarder. So the key, she's got the key necklaces, but like the bomb thing is really the, the deal. And then there's the hair that turns into chains. I guess it's all the skateboarder yeah. stuff. No, but, but the hair like, turning into chains. Like if her hair was chains, you'd go, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like weird red hair in a weird, like chunky design, and then it just turns randomly into chain. It's very yeah. weird. It's I, uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of this monster. Yeah. It could have been it could have been a better design, honestly. Yeah. So she chains Chibi, uh, Jupiter, and Moon all mm-hmm. together, and Jupiter makes the mistake of doing uh, Jupiter Thunder. Yeah, and they try yeah. to tell her not to. It's like, don't do it. They're like, Mako, this is stupid. Don't do this. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad, Mako. And this she's is where like, you find no, out. It's my one move. I got nothing. Apparently, she's not immune to her own power. Yeah. Yeah. Which you think she would be. But no, they all get electrocuted and are there sizzling afterwards. And that's how Sailor Moon dies. The end. <laughs> this is how the series ended. Yeah. It's, it's such a shame. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so, so um i guess what did we learned today guys <laughs> we learned that lightning can kill. sailor moon no <laughs> meanwhile tiger's eye is sticking his head into a beautiful dream if you know what i mean mm. it's, it's explicitly what he's doing don't make it weird i just said if you know <laughs> what i mean and weird. Don't make it weird jordan there's no pegasus in there again he just, he's like, who is this boy running around in his shorts kicking a ball? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> who is this football boy? <laughs> football. <laughs> um, that's her true inspiration for these novels. Mm-hmm. It's the meaning in her life. It's oh. her inspiration. <laughs> I wanna have it um, Who is that? Is that Peter Cetera? Cetera. That's how that is pronounced. It's not like et cetera. It sounded like it was. It's spelled like it is, you mean? Yeah. That's not, yeah. Yeah. So Time Bomb Girl puts a time bomb on the scouts. And it's like, guess what? In two minutes, they're all going to get blown up and die. And everybody just kind of sits there watching and laughing. Yep. And they struggle and cannot get out. (laughs) And then... Chris, I got news for you. Yes? Chains don't look good on pretty girls. Only criminals and vicious dogs should be chained. You know, like, there's a. I don't appreciate tuxedo mask kink shaming in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't yuck yums, Darian. <laughs> Memoru. 
Well, too late. He's done it. He has. <laughs> yeah. Tuxedo mask. And then Jupiter pitches the uh, time bomb back at Time Bomb Girl, and it goes off, smashing her into the ground for our second Looney Tunes gag of this episode. I love it. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> Where she creates it. a perfect body outline hole in the ground. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Absolutely. Unequivocally. Loved it. <laughs> they did. They just discovered Looney Tunes, and they're like, this is some good stuff. You guys got to check this out. Yeah, it's just like, it's it has not been like that before, but it sure <laughs> no. is like that now. I feel like this season is where they actually get away with a lot of this stuff. They knew that the season was going to be the most cartoony. So it's like, screw it. Let's let's go all in. So, Bell, Kaleidoscope. Bell, Kaleidoscope. You know the, the yeah. drill by now. Yeah, basically. Stage out. Stage, Stage out. out. Um, and again, again, I just, just you know, how many times does Chibi have to summon Pegasus before they go? Maybe the girl who summons Pegasus every fucking episode well, might be the one. The thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Uh, Tomoko sees Pegasus. Yeah. Tomoko's like, hey, that's Pegasus, right? <laughs> like, yeah. why? So people are seeing Pegasus. No, yeah, they, they, it's not a trick. They know Pegasus shows up every no, episode and they don't make that connection. Not an imaginary story. It's like, it's it's not fake. It's real. It's a little bit fake. Yeah, I mean, you know. Is she asleep? I forget what happened. Is who asleep? Tomoko. No, she was asleep. I think she was just like unconscious. Well, uh, unconscious and asleep. No, uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. That's what I meant. Was she non-conscious? Uh, because next thing we see is her talking to Makoto and Yusagi and Chibi, uh, or and and uh, Chibiusa, who I presume she did not watch turn back into their civilian identities. So uh, was she unconscious and on the ground? And then they were like, quick, let's change back. And then we'll wake her up and say, hey, we saved you. I would say yes. All right. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Indeed. Chris, you, did you get a lot farther in the uh, the game or? I'm not even playing right now. I, oh. I'm just watching this show. Uh-huh. Nice. Frozen currently. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Tomoko is like, I saw Pegasus. That was awesome and inspiring. And guess what? I can write. I don't have to write for this boy. I can just write because I'm inspired by how great everything is in the world and Pegasus. And I can still dream dreams without a football boy. Football boy. I, I can still have my dreams with my dead eyes. No, she's got shiny eyes in this scene. Barely. No, Life has go gone back, back into her. Pupilless. Oh, do they? Oh, all right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Creepy. That's that. Right? Okay, well, no, wait. She goes, when I'm done with my new book, can, I, can will you read it? And she's like, yeah, I want to be your first reader forever. Yay. The end. Oh, and then she dedicates her new book to yeah. Pegasus Fantasy by Tomoko Takase. Dedicated to my dearest friend, Makoto, who for some reason doesn't hang out with me and only hangs out with these four other girls. Sad. Or George R. like sisters. George R. And that is that. Right. So it is time for us to talk about what we learned from this episode. It's time for Sailor Businesses. And Artley, we will start with you as our guest. What did you learn? I learned that unless you have light in your eyes, <laughs> you will not be able to write, you know, your true heart's fantasy. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because apparently writing makes you go dead inside. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn? I learned that the reason to become successful in life is to impress uh, a, a mate. A football, football boy. boy. <laughs> For example. How about you, Chris? 
Uh, I learned that I should just uh, stop trying to hit deadlines because I will get pizza. No, <laughs> not accurate. And honestly, like that's the only like the only reason I work is so that I can afford pizza. You get one pizza and then it's that's it forever. Mm, okay, I guess. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. That doesn't seem right to me. Anyway, thoughts on the episode? What do you think? I liked this one. It's weird. It's like it's one of those episodes that doesn't seem to understand how anything works, even its own continuity. Yeah. Uh, Artley, your thoughts? No, you you wanted to talk about Diana and Luna and uh-huh. Artemis, so this one was just kind of lumped in. But but to be fair, so after like I said, even though I want, even though I did request this one, uh, the last one. And whichever one came with it. I actually do like this episode. I'm not too sure how I feel about the underlining message of uh, how to how to get a boy in 13 days kind of deal. Well, I do, but I do like that she, at she the gets end over it. She, she's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was wrong to like pers- do this to pursue the boy. I'm just going to write for myself now. Right. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about it. Like she actually realized like, okay, maybe I did do this to see if this kid would not notice me. He didn't notice me and I got into a slump. So what am I writing for? It's like, no, you write because you're good at it and you like you like doing it. Like, honestly, if if Tomoko had said to Makoto, mm-hmm. oh, I thought of something. If I become a published author, then he'll maybe he'll like me. That would have worked better for me. But it's it's just weird that they have our good guy character say to her, oh, here's what you do. Because it's like, no, no, you're supposed to be the good guy you give good advice not terrible awful advice that undermines people's self-worth <laughs> but then you also have to remember these are 15 year old girls sure sure and sometimes that's what 15 year old girls happen to think about you know they they think that you know this maybe this boy will will notice me if i do x y and z and sometimes it works it doesn't but underlining message is do it for yourself, not for anybody else. Uh, as I said, I'm not going to deny uh-huh. that Makoto is in love with Tomoko. Right. What? Literally true. <laughs> I think they hooked up. You think they hooked up? See, I don't think Tomoko is in, has any interest. I think she's just like dreaming about this boy the whole time. Mm. But I think Makoto wants to. And, I, and then again, I think she gets to this new school and she's like, oh my God, that girl looks just like <laughs> the girl I had a crush on. <laughs> That's that's fair as well. Which kind of means that the, this so-called miracle romance you talk about, Chris, is kind of like a rebound thing. How dare you? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. How many times has Chris said, how dare you this episode? It's a lot. I don't know. I'm going to go back and listen. <laughs> I'm going to do a count. <laughs> like, put in, J- Jake, put in a ding every time I say it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, after listening to this episode, do a count and tweet it at us. <laughs> uh, Super S is, seems to have fallen into a monster of the week holding pattern. Yeah. Uh, even with stuff like like Diana showing up last week, it's it's all just kind of weird now. But I suspect that's going to change very soon. Oh yeah, definitely will change. Uh, so Artley, before we get out of here. Can you please tell us where people can find you online? Uh, I am on the internet. I am on Twitter at the only Artly, Artly spelled A-R-T-L-E-E. Uh, I mentioned last week that I'm also on Instagram, uh, television, T-E-L-L-E-E-V-I-S-O-N. Uh, I post a lot of the stuff I buy, you know, 
uh, props, figures, T-shirts, and all that other fun stuff. Um, I'm also hanging out in the Discord because it's fun. Uh, I'm at the only Artly in the Discord, so you guys should go there and talk to me if you want to. Um, I also have some projects in the works that I, like I said, trying to get up and running. Hopefully, before 2018 ends, most of those will be in the works or at least started. So look out for those. Like I said, follow my Twitter. All the stuff will be there. We'll have good times, I promise. Groovy. Uh, you can find Sailor Business on Twitter at Sailor Business. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. And you can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason on Twitter. He does a whole bunch of podcasts in addition to ours, like, for example, Spectre. Just go look at his Twitter. Oh, Jesus. All right. A bunch of them. Just go look at his Twitter. Fine. Go ahead. Just go look at his Twitter. That's all. He's got them all listed. He oh, you bunch. mean you want me to go look at his Twitter? No, I'm, just, I'm telling the listeners. Okay. I couldn't tell. Uh, you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com uh, if you have thoughts that are longer than a tweet or you just want to send us some cool stuff. Uh, you can find me uh, by going to the-isb.com. That's the Invincible Superblog. It's my old website that is now my homepage that can direct you to all the podcasts, columns, and comics that I do online. Uh, Sword Quest is new in paperback. Uh, before we get out of here, I know we said it earlier in the show, but we do want to give a sailor business shout out to Evgenia Medvedeva, uh, who, by the way, until the European Championships this year, where she came in second, had not lost a competition since 2015. Right, wow. Yeah. And she did, just came back after an ankle injury and took silver. Uh, but she is the one you may remember from the uh, the Sailor Moon transformation figure skating performance that went viral. Uh, she got to meet uh, Naoko Takeuchi when she was in Japan, and now she is competing in the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> technically not for Russia. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, independently. So uh, we are hoping for the best from Evgenia uh, because she seems very nice and loves Sailor Moon. Cool. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week with episode 134, five, 135 of Sailor Moon Supers. Connecting hearts, Chibius and Pegasus. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Chains can't hold back beauty, but they should be used to capture evil dogs like you.